In today's podcast, we'll investigate and delve into claims. We'll also look at uh, COVID and the experience of the pandemic. Uh, we'll also investigate and look into protection throughout 2020 and the effects of the pandemic, as well as revealing and talking about our latest 2020 claims report. Mike Farrell, Chloe Smith and myself from LV, uh, we're delighted to speak to a number of characters and leading lights from the protection industry and uh, seek their insights and thoughts on protection in 2020, the importance of claims and also some initial reactions and thoughts about our 2020 claims report. Paul, what are your thoughts? So, um, protection is very much in open works DNA. It's a critical, critical part of our business. Yeah, it's clearly the cornerstone of quality financial advice. So we would expect every single one of our advisors to be engaging with clients on protection. Um, it's also a significant part of our business from a commercial perspective in that we transact something in a region of 150,000 protection policies um, across our business every year. Um, that's clearly a, you know, a very significant number. Um, and knowing that you know, we're putting into place protection um, that would support our clients at a point in their lives when potentially they really, really need it um, on that sort of scale is something that we're really, really proud about as, as, a, as a business. Um, in terms of the, the, the sort of importance of claims, or in terms of the importance of claims, clearly, you know, the payment of a claim is the proof point for, for the products. And rightly, all customers and advisors would expect their providers to, to pay all valid claims in an appropriate time frame. Um, from the perspective of what's important, um, I'd emphasize, you know, the ease of the process, um, the speed of the process, but also the importance of empathy um, at a time when clients are likely to be yeah, at, their, at their most vulnerable. And, and COVID-19 has clearly highlighted people's vulnerability to a phenomenal degree. Um, and whilst the government has stepped in to, to help many households and support people, I think the realisation that if they hadn't have stepped in, yeah, what state many households' financial positions would be in um, has definitely led to an increase in terms of awareness and an interest in protection, um, probably particularly in terms of IP. <laughs> in terms of the LV claims report, um, I have to say I really like it. Um, most providers um, will communicate their statistics on an annual basis and being honest, it is quite dry in terms of the way in which they communicate it. Um, the LV report is very clear, it's easy to assimilate and provides a broader context on the key numbers that people tend to focus in on regarding the percentage of claims paid for life, for kick, for IP. Um, so I think um, putting it all together in an attractive, easy to understand document um, is really time well spent from LV's perspective. Um, in terms of claims, um, at the end of last year, the Association of Mortgage Intermediaries undertook research amongst consumers on protection. Now, overall, the results were, you know, for those of us who have been in the industry for a very, very long time, um, were not that much of a surprise, but there was the odd number in there that, for me, really stood out. Now, one of those 
was that 57% of consumers don't trust the claim statistics provided by insurers. With over 20% of consumers saying that their expectation of the level of claims that would be paid out on income protection and um, critical illness being less than 50%. So less than 50% of claims being paid out. Now that is clearly very, very different from the reality. Um, and it's almost as if the higher the number becomes or is communicated, um, the less believable it becomes. Um, now that's a really tough attitude and, and perception to overcome but it's one that the industry's got to overcome. Um, and I think the, the, the LV claims report um, is really helpful in terms of providing a broader story to those claims numbers um, in a very transparent way, which I think will help make um, the numbers more believable for customers. Um, in terms of the standout numbers and messages for me coming out of ELV's claims report, I'd, I'd highlight two areas. First is the level of information and data um, relating to COVID-19, uh, with from memory, I think it was six and a half million pounds worth of claims that LV had paid. Um, now, clearly these are they're so, clearly so sobering numbers, um, but I would applaud LV for their transparency um, in terms of the information that they've provided because that's not necessarily been forthcoming um, across the industry. Um, the report also helped to highlight LV's work in terms of um, supporting clients in terms of their payment break facility, uh, which didn't get huge amounts of usage, but for those people that needed it, I suspect it was a really, really important lifeline that's helped them to, to cope with the pandemic better than they would have done otherwise. Um, the second area that stood out for me was value-added services. Um, this has been an area that um, you know, open work and the industry, I think, have, have, um, have pushed hard for, for a long, long time. And we've been building in these extra bells and whistles and, and extra benefits to, to, to many products, which to a large degree, I think, have just been ignored by clients and they just knew, not used it. Now the claims report was, you know, for the first time for me, you know, really, really um, clearly highlighting that suddenly as a result of the pandemic, um, clients have suddenly realized all of these facilities that are within their products and not only realized it, but actually making use of it. Um, so an 88% growth in terms of the use of GP24 services. 235% uplift in terms of the use of, of physiotherapy um, support um, and a massive but, but clearly very, very concerning 496% increase in the use of psychological um, support, support uh, helping people um, who clearly have struggled during, during the pandemic. So, you know, in terms of, you know, demonstration of the value to, to clients um, that these um, additional benefits are provided. I think that's been really, really good. And I, and I hope bodes well for the future um, in terms of helping to change um, consumers' perceptions of value um, and perhaps the, um, the trust in terms of providers, um, in terms of you know, delivering a promise and supporting clients on an ongoing basis, not just you know, if, if, um, if the very worst happens.
Alan, what do you think? Indeed, and I think uh, if we take, <clears throat> we cast our minds back to the PDG claims charter. In fact, one of the things that, that really came through, I think, in, in uh, the pandemic was we'd switch to all claims are initially assessed by telephone. And I think from, you know, to be set up and ready for that really helped us uh, handle those initial inquiries because we had a lot. I think we had 40%, we were over 40% in terms of claims calls in those early weeks as people were trying to claim for everything, basically, but um, rightly or wrongly. But um, uh, I think that definitely put us in good stead and to enable us to have that conversation and you know, help them through a claim or explain why we weren't able to, to proceed with them. So uh, that's, uh, I think that's a real, real thumbs up for the charter and how that, how that was good in action. Played Fantastic. It and that's really good to hear that as well. It's really good to hear, you know, that that from 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 actually how it's worked in practice as well. So thank you. And uh, if we turn ourselves to the, to the report, if that's okay, Adam, yeah. um, it'd be really interested in your initial reactions. What what struck you as particularly interesting or different? Um, yeah. So I mean, the document is brilliant, um, and you know, it, it looks really good. So I, for, for, I like the fact that you've got both stats and stories in there. I think that's a really, really nice touch with it. Um, the thing that stood out for me, and, and you probably know what I'm going to say with this, is the COVID-related claims. Um, I mean, I don't know whether to say that's awful or amazing. You know, it's 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 kind of both. It's it, you know, it's it's awful to see that there were so many claims. Uh, was it 616 death claims? Um, obviously, due to due to COVID, and six and a half million pounds paid out. That's heartbreaking in, in, in a lot of sense but it's also incredible to see that you've paid so much in relation to that and I guess you know if, if you then look at that across you know 10 12 mainstream insurers as to how many claims are going to have been paid and how much is going to be um, you know it's, it's quite scary but at the same point it's also amazing to see that that has been done and you know that was over 10 percent of your claims that that stood out to me for the last 12 months and they've all been paid you know that's that's brilliant because that's what the policy is there for and it shouldn't be people struggling and people fighting and you know trying to get a claim paid out it that this is what it does um so so no you know that for me that was the biggest part that stood out which obviously was was incredible lucy be really interested in your experiences and uh, opinion on this matter so just, I mean, we talked about um, claims being the moment of truth. And uh, in the past, there's always been a slight reticence, I think, from people when it comes to claims payment. You know, they're always worried, is the insurance gonna, insurance company going to pay out? Is, is there anything more that we should be doing, either us as a particular company or providers generally when it comes to claims stats? Because I think one of the things we're trying to do with the, the claims guide is trying to bring it to life a bit more and, and maybe with the podcast as well as just trying to use different media to try and, and get the message out there about the fact that 95% of claims are paid. I think people are very easy to grasp onto the bad news stories, um, but there's definitely more need for good news stories out there, 100% of you know when when we are paying out um and i think in the in the examples i think how it's changed in people's claims reports is that you before it used to be you know 95 percent paid in massive writing and now actually that's that's tiny because there's so much more to it and i think that's what's great yeah and i i think bringing it to life and remembering that there are real people behind these numbers 
um, and, and therefore using that as an example to really get advisors thinking about the, the, the individual rather than just the numbers and the processes. I, I think that's where providers can really help and reports like this really help as well because it does bring those numbers to life and make people think about individuals. Terms of looking at your your reports, though, um, one thing I did think would make it much stronger from an advisor point of view um, was drawing out where you're different from other providers. So obviously, on your critical illness contract, you've got the double accident benefit, you've got the neurological uplift, you've got the major organ failure um, uplift involved as well. I know that the organ failure one is relatively recent, but the other two have been in place in some guys for a number of years but you don't reference um how that benefits have you met have you paid claims on those i think the advisors are um perhaps cynical um towards benefits like that that uh, they see that they're there but don't necessarily make a lot of them with customers on the phone because they don't know how often it actually kicks in how often it actually benefits customers so i think there's a real opportunity with your claim stats to draw out those unique features um, and say, look, we paid 10 double accident benefits last year, that increased payments from 100,000 to 200,000, the impact on that person's life would therefore be, you know, really bringing home that emphasis and obviously drawing on the fact that your neurological one, you've radically increased the age on um, in, in the last 12 months. Um, so again, that that will benefit more customers going forward. I just think it's an opportunity to really draw on those strengths of your contract that are unique to remind advisors that it does actually add value. Mm. And, and, and that is missing. So, sorry, Nick, that, that is where the, the reports like this and, and other um, information published by providers can help because there are many advisors who are looking for help in how to have a conversation and how to introduce the value of um, certain benefits within a policy. So absolutely grab that opportunity uh, within um, reports like this to aid the advisors in, in those conversations and help them engage customers. What are your opinions on, on this subject? Yeah, I think, well, we, as you say, we've, we've drawn out some of our mental health aspects in, in the report. And it, it's really interesting. Last, last, before the pandemic, uh, when we introduced our, uh, our first wave of critical illness improvements, one of the things we focused on was uh, support for older children. And we have brought, we do include as part of our overall member services, this 18 to 23 year old uh, support line, which... Uh, we're looking to find more details on actually to see what the call, call rate was but um yeah i think that too is really important isn't it just to, to bring out in the, in the in the current environment that younger people particularly seem to be uh more prone to 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 being challenged over over the covid period yeah i mean the 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 isolation for younger people from not only school, but regular sports activities, meeting up with friends. I, I mean, that, that absolutely can't be underestimated. I think there's often a focus on mental illness from um, the, the angle of how um, adults are coping. But I, I know just from 
what I see with with my children and friends. I mean, the the impact is tremendous, um, and and all ages as well. Perhaps in different ways. Um, teenagers who were used to, as said, meeting up with people or or through sports. Younger children who would be used to having play dates and can't. Uh, pick up the phone so easily or have a FaceTime chat, uh, the, the, there is considerable um, impact on, 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 on all ages, not, not just adults. And I think that is really important to remember. Bespoking the service as well to recognising that different people have different needs. So that 18 to 23 group is a very different dynamic to mm. the mortgage working population. Um, so yeah that's a useful service and flags that it's relevant for them they're not going to be talking to people who don't understand them um etc <laughs> <laughs> i think we can all relate to that one yeah they won't need to start the service very early in the day for teenagers let's be fair will they? <laughs> yeah, there we exactly. go more nocturnal i suspect uh, uh, yeah <laughs> Jeff, what do you think? Given COVID last year and, and uh, the increased challenges that many of us have faced and many of our clients have faced financially, emotionally and, and health-wise, uh, I'd be really interested in your thoughts on how important do you think claims were in, in 2020 and what role they played in uh, for your business at SVG and particularly for advisors and your clients? Um, well, I think that from a point of view of claims, that, that you can meet claims is just as important, whether it was during the pandemic or, or not. You know, at any time, I think it's the most important thing. I think the ability to create some confidence within um, the consumers that actually insurance companies will pay out is really positive because there were some negatives that came out in the early lockdown, mainly to do with business continuity, insurance and that type of thing. Um, so I think that the, the greater awareness of protection that the pandemic's created has been really good. And I think that there has been some reasonable publicity from some of the providers, at least within the industry, on the amount of claims that have been paid out. And I'm pretty sure that a lot of people would have used those in their conversations with customers to say, this, this is when it becomes really important. So you're more aware of your financial or lack of financial resilience. Um, and here's evidence to show that actually people aren't that resilient and, and where they've got protection in place they've really needed it and we really paid out substantial amounts so I think that has been really important during this time you know it's managed to create that extra confidence because we know don't we from that Amy report which was done last year um, that nearly half of the consumers surveyed said that although they were aware of the stats for uh, claims, um, paid claims, they actually didn't believe them. So I think this hopefully maybe helps bring that bit more reality to it, for sure. Yeah, thank you. And Chloe, just on, on, on that point, actually, in terms of designing our report and putting this together, um, how, would you, how would you explain how we've attempted to do that and bring that to life? Yes, so um, 
I guess it's going back to sort of 2019 when we kind of reviewed what was our claims report. Um, we wanted to go out with something that told a bit more of the wider support journey because previously we sort of had a document that was very sort of stat heavy and it didn't really sort of tell the full picture. So yeah, we just wanted to sort of bring out the emotional and practical benefits of protection. And that's something we've been very conscious of in kind of building the content this year. Uh, so for example, this year, we kind of tried to pull out some more case studies um, that really link with the policy benefits and yeah, just really showcasing sort of the mental health side of uh, protection as well and the value added services too. Tell a story. And I think that's exactly what Chloe's done with this is, yes, you've still got the stats in there, but rather than just giving the hard stats, you've told a story. And I think that's human interaction, isn't it? It's storytelling, you know, that's the thing. So, and I think just looking through this quickly, it's really easy to look at and it really tells the story on each bit. So I think that's that's been achieved really well. And it's I think it will make a big difference to the interpretation, you know, for sure. I think that's really good. Cool. And I just went on to the next one, which is the importance of disclosure. Um, and I like that because remember, we haven't talked about this for a while. I haven't picked it back up again, but at least a year ago before something interrupted us, um, was that thinking about a disclosure training, trying to help advisors to ask questions in a better way, to get better disclosure and almost to understand, particularly when you get into the realms of mental illness, maybe when that perhaps someone else ought to also almost be having that conversation, um, you know, to the point that maybe there should be that provision for mental health nurses who can actually have a conversation, mm -hmm. possibly. But I like that. So that's a real, again, it's, it's a, just a bit of a guide that kind of leads you into this thinking about making sure that you get that disclosure absolutely right and the customer gets the importance of it. So there's so much information in here I think that can be used in different ways rather than as you said just a one page of showing well we paid up this much and Chris gave us this much on IP and this much on. I really like it. It's really good. Yeah we found on the um, disclosure piece and I think that there is that grey area but with the the, the non-disclosure we found them to be quite extreme. Because it, it takes a lot for, for us not to pay out a life claim. And we've had mm. some instances of that. Um, but that's been, it's been a really difficult one for us to, to pinpoint. And the, a good challenge for advisors and for us to talk about is how, what signals might you see or identify that might alert you to that something might be amiss. Because um, we've had a couple of instances, or in fact, a dozen instances last year, where somebody either was, uh, had been di diagnosed as terminally ill, you know, with weeks, well, so in desperate situations, um, you know, taking out life insurance and disclosing nothing. Uh, and or we've got uh, in, in cases where they have got uh, significant alcohol, drugs, abuse and background. And again, just haven't disclosed anything. And it's how, you know, how, what can we do to, to try and help people uh, make sure they don't get into that situation, I suppose, because at the end of the day, they've passed away, but the dependents are left with uh, not, a, not only the horrible outcome of losing a, a loved one, but then that yeah. promise of something being delivered that, that ain't going to happen. But I think strike you from, from your initial thoughts or reactions as to what's anything in any particularly interesting elements or helpful information? like like jeff was saying there's, there's so much information in there that's that's 
that's useful and it's really easy to read and really easy to understand what's been paid for I mean for me I think it's the whole thing um sort of bringing the whole year together in such a, a difficult year with COVID etc you you know so many claims have been paid and people are getting claims and getting the money for things that they really need it for now and they can really see the value of it whereas maybe they had it before they might be thinking of cancelling it you know but now it's really come to life and really hit home hasn't it so I think it's I think it'll resonate a lot with a, a lot more people than just you know sort of your normal claim stats because it is true and everybody's sort of living that aren't they at the moment and you can see if we'd had income protection in place we wouldn't be in this position um we, we are now so I think you know the examples and and the case studies and things like that are really what's important and, and thinking that you know you can just see what what claims have been paid so mm. I think I think people really see the value of that and that's why I was asking before about the customers as well because I think the advisors can then use it to demonstrate that to people they've got something real and tangible to talk to about so I think for me that that's really what sort of strikes me about this yeah so you like you say it's not just about the claims it's about the additional benefits before but actually even on the the life mm. insurance claim page which just talks about the bereavement support and the early payments you know a couple of examples it's just really strong doesn't it just brings it across really well about the importance of it that you do more than just pay a claim mm. and i think it does put that across really well in a way that's really easy to see and read as well there is some detail in there but it just it's quite easy to look at yeah, I really like it. Really good. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you found this webcast informative and interesting. You can find out more about our claims experience and claims support services at uh, our usual advisor site, lvadvisor.com. Uh, also, you can find out the latest news on COVID and the coronavirus with our special uh, feature and section on the advisor site. You can find out more and download the LV claims report from our advisor site. Thank you very much for listening and uh, we look forward to listening to you. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you found this webcast informative and interesting. You can find out more about our claims experience and claims support services at uh, our usual advisor site lvadvisor.com. Uh, also, you can find out the latest news on COVID and the coronavirus with our special uh, feature and section on the advisor site. You can find out more and download the LV claims report from our advisor site. Thank you very much for listening and uh, we look forward to listening to you.